Well, friends, what a whirlwind few weeks it has been for the Copeland household. <laughs> Just a few weeks ago, we were in Fayetteville, North Carolina, packing up all of our things, both myself and the kids. We loaded up all of our clothes into my mom car and my best friend's mom car and drove all the way here with a three-month-old and a three-year, almost three-year-old. <laughs> and since the moment that my front tires have uh, touched the border of Gainesville, I feel like I have been in a nonstop motion and always on the go. And my goodness, this church is so busy <laughs> in the best way possible. I think I've spent the last week and a half or so learning about all of the kingdom work that we are a part of here at Trinity that you are involved in here in Gainesville. And my heart is full, and even though I am busy, I am happy. But I think I've only spent about five minutes in my new office altogether since I arrived here July 1st. And so as you could imagine, by the time I recovered from preaching my sermon uh, on Sunday, I felt a couple of miles behind in this marathon race against the clock, counting down to this moment right here. There is so much to do and so little time to do it. I wonder if this is a little bit of what Martha was feeling like in the story that we are about to hear together this evening. As we listen to the words together, I invite you also to focus on the emotions that you are feeling and the emotions that stir within you. I find often that scripture speaks not only through the words that are written on the page, but what is happening within myself as I am reading those words. And all of that is how our God speaks to us. So I invite us all to listen to the feelings and to the emotions this story draws out for us this evening. Hear now these words from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10. Verses 38 through 42. Now as they went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him. She had a sister named Mary who sat at Jesus' feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work? By myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things, but few things are needed. Indeed, only one. Mary has chosen the better part which will not be taken from her. 
My friends, this is the word of God given to all of us as the children of God. So we all say together, thanks be to God. I invite you to pray with me. Holy God, thank you for your gift of your word. For it is so much more than the words that are written on the page. God, it's an experience that you invite us into. May your Holy Spirit fall afresh on us this evening so that the words that I might say not be mine, but yours, O God. And God, may the meditations of all our hearts be found pleasing in your sight this evening. For it's in your Son's precious name we pray. Amen. So my husband, Michael, and I have been married for five and a half years. It will be six years in early December. And our very first Christmas together as a married couple, I had this crazy idea. I decided to invite our whole family to Fort Bragg to spend our first Christmas together in our new house on base. In my mind, I wanted to show everyone that we could indeed do this adult thing and that we could make a home and thrive together. But over the span of that short two-week period from the time we got married to the time Christmas came, Michael and I were assigned our first house on base. We moved my minimal amount of college furniture from Jacksonville all the way up to North Carolina. We bought new furniture so that we had places for folks to sit, and we decorated for Christmas. And with every item on the list that we seemed to check off, 10 more items replaced it. Our list never seemed to get done. So needless to say, I was stressed. At the time, I felt like there was so much writing on these few days because I had placed so many expectations on myself about what a good wife, a good hostess, and a good homemaker looked like. I wanted to show everyone that I could do it all by myself. So try as I might, that's what I did. So by the time our family arrived to our house, my body already felt pressurized with stress and, and anxiety ready to burst from me at any moment. And one of the nights, I was in the kitchen struggling to prepare dinner because the recipe that I had found online was not quite matching up to what was showing up in our pots and pans. So as my frustration grew and grew, I remember peering out the kitchen to our family room where I saw on our brand new couch my dear husband sitting there with all of our family watching TV while I was stuck in the kitchen slaving away over dinner. That was not looking great. And I thought to myself, how on earth can he be so relaxed, just chilling and hanging out while I'm in here stuck, slaving away? This is not fair. 
And so in that moment, I did what any good wife would do. I started making as much noise as humanly possible with all of the pots and pans and whatever else I was using to make this dinner, literally channeling all of my energy into making as much noise as humanly possible, putting my frustration into anything that I could find. I was Martha in that moment. And I would love to say that I haven't been that way since, but my friends, I am who I am. And sometimes when we are frustrated, when I am frustrated, I feel a lot like Martha. So in our gospel text this evening, when Jesus showed up on Mary and Martha's doorstep, it was so much more than just a quick visit, so much more than just a, hi, how are you doing? Having met Jesus once before, they knew exactly who stood in front of them. And without hesitating a moment, these women invited Jesus into their home, and Martha, being the oldest, went straight into the kitchen to start preparing a meal. She, too, probably felt a mile behind in a race against the clock because Jesus, in his usual Jesus fashion, showed up spur of the moment with no prior warning. In those days, it was not customary for a woman to own her own home or for a man to visit just a woman's home. So everything had to be absolutely perfect for Jesus's visit. Martha's hostess skills helped her remain in good standing with the community, and particularly a community that did not readily acknowledge her as a full member without a husband or a son or a father but by her side. So she had a reputation to maintain. And not to mention the fact that her guest was Jesus, the most important guest that she would probably ever have in her home. Could you imagine the pressure that she was under, both from herself and from the world around her? Could you imagine the expectation? Who wouldn't have been overwhelmed by the magnitude of this particular visit? Having to make bread from scratch, since she didn't have an RSVP, I can imagine that in the kitchen area, she was absolutely fuming, much like I was clanking the jars of oil, pounding the dough so hard on the counters that I wonder if the neighbors in the hut next door could hear it, stewing and ruminating, looking over her shoulder and wishing, wishing that it was her sitting at the feet of Jesus, that it was her who had the luxury to relax, soaking up the goodness to be found next to Mary, but she couldn't. She had a guest to feed and a reputation to keep. Relaxing for Martha 
was not an option. Soaking up the presence of Jesus was not an option for Mary, or for Martha, or so she thought. Looking back at those early days of my marriage, that first Christmas, I can clearly remember those moments of anxiety and frustration and stress and laugh at them now. But you know what I can't remember? I can't remember what the joy of that first Christmas morning in my first home with my brand new husband felt like. I can't remember actually spending time with my whole family. All that preparation, all that stress, all those expectations, and I can't remember what it was all for in the first place. I missed it. I was so focused on what I thought needed to be done, what I thought needed to be perfect, that I missed the fruits of the labor. I missed the memories and the joy that I longed to make with my new extended family. I missed those opportunities to be in relationship. I missed it. In this world in which we live, my new friends, it is so easy to get caught up in the expectations and responsibilities, the routines and rigid schedules. We go to work, we come home. We run the kids to soccer or football or track or dance or church and we come home. We go from one doctor's appointment to the next and to the next. We knock things off our long to-do lists. We clean house, we do laundry, we do dishes only to add 10 more things to that never-ending list. We jump from thing to thing to thing and before we know it, another day, another week, another month, another year has come and gone. And we missed it. We missed those quiet, intimate moments with our families. We missed the moments where God might have been sitting right next to us, speaking to us longing for a relationship with us, and we missed it. So friends, I wonder if we aren't a whole lot like Martha also. I don't believe that Jesus desires this kind of life for us. I don't believe that he desires for us to be so tied to our patterns and expectations and responsibilities for this life that we miss the opportunities to truly live into the life that God has given to us. To be so tied down to the schedules and the routines that we miss the moments where God is uniquely present to us, revealing God's self to us, beckoning us to simply be still, to sit and listen. 
I think that's why Jesus responds to Martha's outburst of frustration, not by forcing her sister to help share the responsibilities, like Martha might have hoped in that moment. No, instead, Jesus points to Mary as an example, as a model for what it looks like to have a life and to experience that life abundantly. Relaxing, sitting, listening. You see, it's not about the things that this world tells us needs to be done. It's about what or who needs to come first so that we might be energized for the work and the needs that the world has for us. My friends, it's about Jesus. It's about Jesus, for Jesus is the only thing that we truly need for this life. I don't know about you, but I don't want to miss it anymore. I don't want to miss the precious opportunities with my kids or my husband or my family. I don't want to miss opportunities to sit in the presence of my king, to listen, to glean. But it can be so difficult in this life to carve out the time that we need to do just that, to push aside work or household chores or preconceived expectations of what needs to be done, to make space for Jesus to come and to sit and to take up permanent residence within our hearts and our daily lives. We gather here in this beautiful chapel, a space where I have already fallen in love with. I've already fallen in love with the time that we have dedicated for this service because we are already cultivating and practicing the skill of creating and making and holding space for the presence of Christ. Just like Jesus disrupts Martha's status quo and offers a countercultural alternative, everything about this Space, everything about this time together disrupts our lives in such a way that reorients us back to Jesus. We gather here, tucked back into the woods, away from the road and the sounds of the bustling cars driving by. We are surrounded by woods and beautiful creation to refocus our center back on who is important. We worship in the middle of the week at such a unique time, just like Catherine mentioned at the start of our service, setting this service apart from all the other tasks that we might have to face in the span of our weekly lives, away from the other things that pull us from Christ, from sitting at the feet of Jesus. Gathering here 
is intentional. Meaning together here is sacred. And it shows us that this is possible. Not just today, but every single day of our lives. We can stop. We can let go of the expectations and the responsibilities and the routines and the business of, busyness of this life even just for a few moments, even just for an hour, to sit and be with one another, to sit and to remember who it is that we are here for. So as we begin this beautiful new journey together, my new friends, let's remember that it is Jesus who meets us here, that it is Jesus who has walked through our door, who sits in our living rooms and longs to be in relationship with us, longs for us to take a break, to pull ourselves away from what the world says is important and remember what truly is that the only thing the one thing we truly need is Jesus in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit Amen